You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 432. Less is more. Really? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. everyone and welcome to the my mac podcast with the g-men guy and gaz well we'll never be accused of being on the ball but as this isn't a sports program who cares <laughs> i guess speaking of sports um yes <laughs> we're actually uh this this is kind of like old school because it is it, it is old for, for, i think for like the first year and a half or so we always recorded on a tuesday and uh, after that, for various reasons, uh, mostly job-related, we had to switch to Sundays. Well, last Sunday, uh, I have a neighbor who has season tickets to uh, the Baltimore Ravens, which for people that don't live in the United States or don't care about football, or both, American football, is an American football team. Yeah. And uh, I never get to go... Because they, they play each other, the, the, the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers play each other twice a year because they're in the same division. But I never get to go to the game because my neighbor who has season tickets has a friend who's a Steelers fan, so they always go together. Well, at the last minute, he dropped out, and so he called me and asked me if I wanted to go to the game. It was like, yeah, that's like, as far as this area of the United States, that that's like one of the games to go to, is a, is a Baltimore Ravens-Pittsburgh Steelers game. It's it's probably what it, you'd call it as close to a local derby as we could call over here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And the weird thing is, next week, the Ravens are playing uh, the the Washington Redskins, and they're in not only different divisions, but in different conferences. But the weird thing is, uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore are roughly, I guess, two to three hours away. Washington DC right. is like less than an hour. So this is even you know, they they probably even won't the, even have to get on a bus to come to the Washington <laughs> DC stadium or the you know the Redskins stadium. They can hitchhike, you know. Just get up yeah, yeah. get up late Whoa. on a Sunday, sleep in, hitchhike to the game, <laughs> you're good. And what what I didn't realize folks was I I sent um guy a a DM after he told me that you know he wasn't going to be able to do it on Sunday night, which I said that's fine. And I then I sent him a DM saying, Go Steelers! <laughs> Not realizing. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. <laughs> the, the Ravens actually should have won that game. You know, they're, they're, you know they're, 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 Pittsburgh has so many people hurt, including their quarterback, <sighs> that, uh, <laughs> that uh, you know, they, they, they run and kick the ball and, and try to get it in the goal. And, you know, I'm trying to relate this to. Well, actually, a very big sporting event had happened on Saturday as well, where England played New Zealand, the current world champions. Mm. New Zealand. Yeah, New, Ze- <laughs> New Zealand. I've got to get this out because there's okay. a few New Zealanders listening, okay, and I know they're ahead. listening. And some of them probably don't care. Uh, New Zealand haven't lost a game for at least 20, 20 games. I think they've had an unbeaten run in. And uh, England basically thrashed them. Oh. Yes. Do, do they play <laughs> yes. like on neutral ground or do they switch up every year? No, no, no. It was um, played... At Twickenham, which is uh, the home of rugby. Yeah, I'm going to get. I'm going to get email about that. So that's what okay. in Spain or so, something. <laughs> no, it's in it's in London. Guy. Oh, 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 oh! <laughs> basically, that home basically of what rugby. happened? Okay. Yeah, that that home of rugby. Basically, what happens is uh, the autumn internationals happen where um, the southern hemisphere teams come up and play the northern hemisphere teams, and normally absolutely thrash us. In fact, they probably did. Most of the time uh, this, this year as well, but the big one, which mattered, <laughs> we won. So I don't care. Um, yeah, the Ravens lost though, which was kind of disappointing. Yeah, that's sad. That's sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I love the new iTunes. So, sorry, I I hate the new iTunes. Sorry, I I love the new. I no, I hate the new iTunes. <sighs> well, so how do you really they, feel about it? Well, Apple, they kind of, they, they give with one hand and taketh away with the other, don't they? Yeah. Coverflow is now missing as an option at the top when you're in list view in movies. And I used to use that. Honestly, I never did. 
I never ever oh, used that. I know, I'm, and I'm sure there's not enough people who've used it and why they've taken it away. But really, Apple, it couldn't be that difficult to put in, could it? Really? really? Anyway, they've taken it away. But um, uh, I do like the new mini player. However, the new green button on the top left-hand side, you know, where we've got our red, amber, green buttons, it doesn't go to the mini player. And okay, I understand the need for consistency with other apps before you all write in and tell me. But hell, Apple, don't put the mini player icon on the top right-hand side when it's in full mode and then move it to the left-hand side of the mini player when it's down in the mini option. Jeez. Well, and, come on, Apple, get a get a grip. And you know what's weird about that? Now I've got I've got two monitors hooked up to this computer, and yep. when, when I was reading this, because you know obviously you wrote this prior to us doing the show last Sunday, yep. uh, I figured, oh, let me try that. So I tried it, and all of a sudden, iTunes disappeared from my right monitor where I, where it normally is, and then I was like, right. well, where the hell did it go? And there was no mini player. <laughs> there was nothing in that monitor. And then I looked all the way over here to the left on the left-hand side. And it's way over there in the corner of the left-hand side monitor. And it was like, you know, I, I, it was such a far distance that I should have been able to see it. Like, taking that little walk across both monitors to the other side. Oh, la, 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 la. Here I go. All the way over to the other side. But, you know, yeah, it was just so bizarre. It's like, why did it have to, you know... Why would it move all the way over to a different monitor? Like, let's say that you're Al Gore, and you have six thirty-inch freaking Apple monitors connected <laughs> up to your computer. You hit that mini bar option; yeah. it's going to take yeah, you a half you hour to find it. Yeah, and you know what he's going to do? He's, he could get a crook neck when he sees it whizz across the screen. Yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, oh God, ah. Oh. I actually I like the color in the sidebars, and uh, there's a few toggle on and offs, um, which I also like. Yeah, including the sidebar. More, more of that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, right, should we go to the website? Because there is an awful lot, isn't there? Well, well, real, real quick, because uh, I'm very proud of this. Uh, I've been try- I've been trying this new diet because you know, as you know, I've been talking about how heavy it that I've I've been you know over. Uh, it's all muscle, guy. It's all muscle. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I'd love to tell myself that, but I know better. And I, I have an electronic scale in my bathroom. It only goes to 300 pounds. So for like the last year and a half, every time I've stepped on it, I've gotten like this double E, you know, and his voice comes out and says, get you the need, hell need, off me. What you needed there was when you said every time I step on it, you needed to do that. Twang. <laughs> Something breaks. Well, anyway, I've, I've been doing this, this new diet. And I so far, I think I've lost over 20 pounds, but I'm not sure because I didn't know exactly how heavy I was when I started. <laughs> but the, when I stepped on that scale, and for the first time, it was like uh, 297 and a half. I was like, oh, my God. You know, and, and this new diet is great. Now, you know about all those, those fad diets where, you know, you only eat protein yeah, yeah. or you stay away from carbohydrates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My diet, it, it's kind of going back to the basics, and it's got it's got a great name. It's called... Don't eat so friggin' much, you moron diet. It's great. Yes. It really, really that's works, a, too. That's a good diet plan. That is a, good, a diet. good diet. <laughs> okay. Just wanted, because I was just so Thanks. proud of, of finally being able to lose a little bit of weight. So, yeah, let's good go job. on over to the MyMac.com articles. Thank you. InPlay, that's an app. A review from Kurt Blanchard or Bert Clanchard. One of those guys. I normally it okay in play is a music player app that accesses your itunes music library but the big differentiator between the ios music player and in play is its beautifully designed typographic interface and kurt gives it a mimat rating of eight out of ten and next up is letterpress a word game for ios this is a review from grark mean tree wow <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that's unfortunate mark greentree uh, are you into Scrabble or words with friends? Then you will certainly enjoy this latest word game to come to iOS devices. Letterpress is an online social game that allows you to compete against friends via Game Center integration. Gets a MyMac.com rating of 7 out of 10. Next is Genius LuxPad 9100 Bluetooth <laughs> Keyboard. <laughs> Sorry, it's like nine thousand plus one hundred plus zero plus zero. 
equals. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Now, when I was reading it, I thought this isn't going to come out right. Anyway, this is a review from Peter Nicolaitis. Ah, uh, that could be Nita Picolitis. Oh, that's great. That I like it one. that way around, Nita. Nita Picolitis. Nita. Um, I was recently sent a Luxpad 9100. Or <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you how do you say that? Yeah, 9100. 9100, that's how you say it, because we never say stuff like that. We never say 9100. Well, yeah, but you, you guys say, like, aluminium, so, you know. Yeah, that's true. Okay, this is the <laughs> this is the Luxpad 9100 Bluetooth <laughs> keyboard by Genius. Which doesn't In include the two of us. Will you shut up? I'll In shut a nutshell, up. if you're going to use a physical keyboard with your iOS or other device, this is a decent unit, and Peter gives it an MyMac. Dot com rating of 8 out of 10. <laughs> Next up is a Nemo Memo 2012 holiday, or I'm sorry, 2000, zero, 10 <laughs> and 2 <laughs> holiday gift guide for techies. It's by, by John Nemorowski. Uh, read John's article where he runs through uh, several great holiday gift ideas, or Greta holiday <laughs> gift ideas. <laughs> Actually, I'm I almost sure that said I... that too. It was like as I was going through the sentence, it was like grit, grit, what, what, uh, what? <laughs> I was in the car park when I was writing that. Okay, okay. no, that's uh, fine. That's ne- fine. Next is Comic Life Two for iOS. A review from uh, Yoni Dankalo. <laughs> uh, years ago, the iMac came with several third-party apps preloaded. One of these apps was Comic Life. Comic Life, while no longer preloaded on Macs, is still a great Mac app that is available today. In simplest terms, it is a program for making comic book pages, and it now is available on your iOS device. And Donnie gives it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, and that's from Plask, and I've got some good things to say about them in just a little bit, but we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Lower Pro Photo Hatchback. Lower Pro. Hold on. The Lower Pro Photo Hatchback 16LAW. A review from Washer Iceberger. <laughs> Asher Weisberger. I don't know. Have we have we talked about? Has he been? Is he like a new uh, new writer? I don't remember seeing his I name think before. We've had him on one be- once before. Did we? Okay. Seen that before, well, welcome yeah. to your second or more article on mymac.com. If you're searching for a product with the best camera and tablet device storage on the market, you have come to the right review. And he gives the Lower Pro Photo Hatchback 16LAW a mymac.com review rating. Ooh, ooh, hold on. Oh, I wasn't ready. Damn it. Of 10 out of 10. Boy, that was Yay. so friggin' and that, I'll tell you what, that does look like a good bit of kit. I did have a quick look at that one. Um, Mac Alley holster case with belt clip and stand for I- iPhone 5. This is another review from Yoni <laughs> Dankalo. When it comes to iPhone cases, they're all a bit dime a dozen. One thing you rarely see in an iPhone case is a belt clip attachment. At least Donnie has rarely seen any until he learned about the Macalley holster case with belt, clip, and stand for iPhone 5. And that gets a fantastic MyMac.com rating of 9 out of 10. And next up, we have the Maxell Airstash, and yet another review from Yanni Dankel. Boy, he's busy. He's been so busy he's this week. Yeah. Uh, so what is this Airstash? Uh, it has nothing to do with substances that are illegal in the United States, but it is a wireless device that looks like a USB thumb drive, but a little bigger than most thumb drives that you might be used to. It holds an SD card as large as 32 gigs in size, and that is where you store all of your music, photos, movies, etc. that won't fit on your iPad or other device. MyMac.com rating from Donnie of 9 out of 10. 100! Woo! That is Tech Fan Podcast number 100. No, no, uh, no, no. Sorry. No dogs. <laughs> Tim and David discuss 100 episodes of Tech Fan, the iPad Mini, and Windows Surface Pro. Yeah, I am so looking forward to getting a Windows Surface Pro. <clears throat> I bet you are. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Next up is the HMDX Jam Bluetooth speaker from Kurt Blanchard. 
Over the past year, the popularity of wireless Bluetooth speakers has risen from a collection of small niche devices to a category of their own. When wireless speakers first appeared, they were expensive, and the sound quality varied from so-so to terrible. At $50, the HMDX Jam Bluetooth speaker seems to be a little overpriced. But at the street price of $35 to $40, it's perfect for gift-giving if you can't resist keeping it for yourself. Buy two and they'll throw in an extra one. Oh, no, they won't. <laughs> no, My Mac no. review rating of 9 out of 10. And, and, and that's, they and, hold and what nothing you that said. I said personally that what you meant to say was if you can resist from keeping it for yourself oh, what because if I you say? can't resist keeping it for yourself you're going to give it away anyway um, oh. okay the next <laughs> that's fine I, I make mistakes too. I can't resist resisting <clears throat> no city slicker iPad and iPad mini case this is a review by uh, Noward Pimorowski good luck <laughs> That's Howard Nemo. Um, in fact, no, I shouldn't call him Nemo, really, so I should call him Howard Nemoroski. The city slicker can be trusted. Waterfield Designs of San Francisco has created a lush, fashionable, and utilitarian carrying case for the iPad that makes its owner feel like a city slicker. Clever. That's the appealing name Waterfield has given to this upscale mobile home for the iPad. <laughs> that gets a strong 9 out of 10 MyMac.com review rating. However, wheels and, and uh, four-wheel drive are optional. Uh, last up <laughs> is uh, iSteve. Steve Jobs, in his own words, a book review by Mark Greentree. Whilst I personally don't agree with publishers cashing in on the death of someone famous, this book was given to me as a gift, and it turns out to be an interesting read. That is, if you like reading quotations and excerpts from speeches. Boy, I can't believe I got through that. Uh, Mark awards this book a MyMac review rating of 6 out of 10, which, frankly, it doesn't seem to be all that great. Hmm. Well, I'd say that that's, that gives it a so-so rating. Yeah. You know, there's probably lots of interesting bits in there, but, you know, uh, I think he says it there. But uh, there's there's a fuller review, if you want to find out more about the book, there's a fuller review of all of those items we've just mentioned, apart from the podcast, because obviously it's a podcast, uh, over at MyMac.com. So go take a look. Yeah, I don't think we're going to transcribe our entire conversation, or Tim and Dave's entire conversation, and put it on no. the website. Ah, well, we got, some, a- we got some feedback from email, and this was actually... Oh, good. This is, this good. is kind of... This is actually very, very weird. Um, now, you remember some time ago, uh, I guess, uh, let's see, what are we up to now? 432. 32 weeks ago, what, see, see what I did there? 32 weeks ago, we, uh, we ended well, our... Where we quiver. <laughs> where we, where we quiver. Oh, well, you know, some people might disagree with that. Is there any insanity in your family? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, so we had this contest and, you know, everybody could enter either through email or through Facebook and, you know, the, end of the, the contest ended, we gave out the prizes and there were a couple people who, for one reason or another, did not respond either to emails or to Facebook messages. And oh, sad. That is sad. But <laughs> I got one back from, from Eric. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. If I screw your name up, Eric, I'm so sorry. Uh, Mel Jarejo, Mel Jarejo, I think. Uh, he writes, hello, guy. Unfortunately, I only just saw your update on Facebook now. I wanted to say thank you for whatever prize I did win a long time ago. I will be <laughs> sure to check my other messages on Facebook from now on. And that was from Eric. And, and I, I sent him back an email and I told him he had won a copy of Comic Life 2 from Plask, and uh, I, I went back through the information that we had for the contest, and I got a, um, a contact information, not only from Eric, but from Erica from Plask Software, and I sent her an email asking if it was too late for uh, Eric Mar, Eric M., I'm just going to say Eric M., to get his prize, and I was surprised she she gave me a quick email back and said, sure. And she went ahead and sent him a license. So well done. Well done to Plast. Really? And Eric, thank check, you. Check your friggin' email. 
Yeah. Well done. That's brilliant. Well done, Plus. A, a, a true um, Mac developer. Yeah. yeah. We love you, Plus. Well, and I'm know, actually... Not, not, I'm in actually a, not in a physical sense, but... Well, I don't know. I haven't seen what Erica looks like. Well, no, you know, no, 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 no. Just kidding, whoa, just kidding. Boy, yeah, I'm not boy. even going there again. We've gotten in so much trouble. Or actually, let me let me rephrase that. I've gotten in so much trouble. <laughs> just get on with it. I'll get on with it. But I, I'm talking. I'm talking to them uh, about uh, a possible sponsorship thing, and, and we'll see how it works out. But even if they can't do it. Thank you very, very, very much, Erica and Plask Software, for yeah. taking care yeah. of Eric, who won that prize some 32 or so weeks ago. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we got some feedback from Twitter. Uh, Julie Kuehl, uh, is that right? How yes, you? that's fine. Yeah, okay. that's good. And Kevin Alder noticed that the shipping containers for the new IMAX are different and wondered how that would work when sent from China. And, you know, I kind of looked at it because if you look at the box, it, it kind of slopes up toward the top of yep. it. And I was thinking, yep. well, actually, depending on how thick the bottom is and how big the, the, the container is, you could actually fit more of them in there because you'd have a, a little bit less on both the top and the bottom if you kind of did them you know, like one up, one down, one up, one down all the way across. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, I don't think it would make any difference if they were just purely rectangle with at the biggest side though would it really guy well no i'm not talking about from the side i'm talking about top and bottom oh no oh, right sorry yes 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 no you're right uh, but we don't know yes, that's we, very we, true. we don't know that's very true. we don't know no, how wide true. the bottom was on the so, old one as and, compared you know, to the new this, ones and also what's all that's that's true because it takes up less space but also i think what's more important which i i heard um the other day was that these new imacs are also and this will this will save them a load of money, which people haven't, you know, spoken about too much. They're also about eight pounds lighter. Oh, really? Yes, the twenty-one inch, I believe, is about eight pounds lighter than the old twenty-one inch iMac. So, if there's an equivalent weight saving on the twenty-seven inch, you think how much savings they are now making, not only on space because they've designed a box which obviously is is there's it's taking up less room for the uh, for the carrier for freight. Uh, and there's less weight, you know. <laughs> it's win-win. It's win-win for them. So um, they're not doing it for the love of designing new boxes and designing uh, lighter machines. They're doing it for um, a saving somewhere along the lines. But, of course. Hey, yeah. uh, that's what manufacturers do. Now, there's another one here. Uh, actually, Kerry Sanders? B- before you <clears throat> go on to that, there was one other thing I wanted to – I didn't have it here in the notes – um, there has been a couple articles over the last couple days talking about how some of these these new iMacs coming out ha- is, are say on the back of them assembled in the USA. Not mm-hmm. you know designed. Oh, you know it would not be a mymac.com podcast if this stupid <laughs> phone didn't ring. And I'm oh die phone ah stupid phone stupid phone <laughs> stupid phone. Anyway. Um, so uh, before, if you got one that said assembled in the USA, it was usually because you'd ordered something different about it, more RAM or a bigger hard drive or something along those lines. But a lot of people are starting to see them that are just basic stock iMacs that say assembled in the USA. Now, I don't know exactly where in the USA they're saying that they're assembled, but uh, if if that's true, that's that's great because, you know, more manufacturing jobs anywhere other than, you know, the Far East, the better <laughs> for everybody, except well, people well, in the had, Far East. I had heard that there was another large U.S. manufacturer that had also brought some of their production back into the U.S. because the um, wages in China was in, in increasing. And also because of the carriage and the freight that they were having to go through, that they just decided that actually the savings weren't there anymore. So um, I think you're going to see. Uh, who was that? Do you know? Do you remember? Um, I can't remember who it was. I, 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 I'll have to dig, see if I can dig it out. But I'm, I'm sure that there was a, a quite a large uh, U.S. manufacturer. It might have been one of the um, auto manufacturers. Look, okay, chances sure. are it wasn't Samsung. No, 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 no. it wasn't Samsung. <laughs> anyway, Kerry, Sand- <laughs> Kerry Sanders um, asked if uh, people to please spell lightning, as in lightning connector, properly. As lightning, 
That's L-I-G-H-T-E-N-I-N-G and lightning, L-I-G-H-T-I-N-G, are not the same things. Guy asked, (laughs) what if you were trying to adjust the color of lightning? Kerry replied with, then you would be lightning, lightning, lighting. (laughs) (laughs) And and it has absolutely nothing to do with Max or anything else. I, I just thought that that was just so funny. Um, well, it does. Lightning connector. Well, yeah, I know. I guess. Yeah, I guess it all does come back to the Mac. To the Mac. I'm smarter than I thought I was. Well, you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm so yes. freaking. Come smart. off and meet your doom. I'm so scary smart. <laughs> anyway, uh, now I put out a, a tweet some time ago because I, I had restarted my Mac and and Total Finder came up, which is the utility I use to have like a, a tabbed interface in the Finder, which is one of my favorite utilities. And they had an update for it. And in the update explanation, it said that it's ready for OS 10, 10.8.3. And I was kind of like, well, we're still all on 10.8.2. So what does it know that I don't? And Timothy Gregory of the Church Tech Podcasts replied with, they could have already tested it against the betas. <laughs> yes, they could. Have Thanks, Tim. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Okay, we had some feedback from Facebook. Chris uh, Leiter, is that right? Yeah. We had this conversation last week. Thinks that gaming is still the odd man out in OS X software. But it's, I think it's getting, I mean, compared to what it was even five years ago, I think it's, it's getting so much better. Yep. It is getting so much better, but, you know, yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, do um, you have a phobia word of the day, Gaz? <laughs> Die, phobie word of the day, die. There you go. <laughs> okay, that'll work. And that's uh, called phobie way, folks, word of the day, phobie. Uh, yeah, by the way, by the way, folks, I didn't put that in. No, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you, you also have a tech news of the weird here. Yeah, now, uh, th- this is tech news of the weird, and it's about Lego. Um, there was a study on just how much weight... A small square, four by four, pimpled uh, Lego brick could take. And apparently, uh, I'm not sure which university actually did it. I think it's somewhere. Uh, I think it was the Open University, which is based in Milton Keynes over here. Yeah, Open anyway, University's they took one of the engineering department. Yeah, there you go. So they took one of them and they reached 3,500 newtons uh, or uh, N of force, which is the equivalent of having 350 kilograms or 770 pounds sitting uh. on top of the brick. That's more than a third of a ton. And what they said was the, the brick, when it failed, kind of melted. And there's a picture of it. Look, obviously, it cracked. It, and it's and a sad crunched. Lego piece. So, so why did they why did they do this? Um, well, basically, there was a, an, an, an image. Um, they (laughs) they started off the article by saying building lego towers is a competitive business and they've got a picture of one in prague which was 32 and a half meters tall apparently the tallest today so it, it does look good but they said if if you could build one tall enough you would be able to go up to three thousand five hundred and ninety one meters tall before the weight obviously reached the break point at which they the the bottom brick would then crush now just to give you some context mount olympus is two thousand nine hundred and seventy meters tall um uh felix baumgartner who jumped out of the uh, air balloon uh, at the top of the well not the top of the planet on the edge of our atmosphere he opened his parachute 2560 meters and the eiffel tower is only a mere a mere 320 meters tall and each brick is 9.6 millimeters tall so there you go uh, we'll put a link tower. What a to slacker. that tech news <laughs> tech news of the weird <laughs> in the show notes and yeah, that tokyo tower that's a slacker too oh wait they're exactly yeah. the same thing <laughs> anyway, uh, I think uh, we need to take a break. I think we've been going on for we a do. while here. We do. We so do. I'll take us okay. out. Everyone, okay. please. I'm going to do this with enthusiasm and and grit. Gusto. And, gus- and gusto. gusto. Everyone, please, please stand by to stand by. And we'll be right back. How was that?
Stand by for action. Hello, I'm Mike McPeak from Bard on the Plains podcast. Growing up on the plains of South Dakota, I used to listen to my dad tell stories about his life. I never had a chance to record any of these, but I realized that everyone has a story to tell. And that's what I try to do on this podcast, tell anecdotes of my own and have other people tell their stories in their words and in their voice. So please listen to Bard on the Plains podcast. It's about stories, mine and yours. The adoptive sons of Ugandan headhunters, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. the MyMac podcast with Guy and myself, Gaz, the G-G-G-G-G-G-Men. G-Men. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of using that a lot at the moment. I like the G-Men. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I look in the mirror, Guy, and I smile. I <laughs> <laughs> just think, I'm a G-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, now, there's, now, a, there's the... somebody named Fred that's like, well, I'm an F-Man. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? You had. <laughs> go there. Of course, if your name is Xavier, then you're an X-Man. Oh, wait. Very nice. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd we have, got an I'd email. I just said he was an E-Man. <laughs> oh, X-E-X Xavier? <laughs> How did we get started on this? I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is what we do, folks. Um, talk about Chuck. <laughs> let's talk about Chuck, the, the C-Man. <laughs> He, he said that he. <laughs> oh no! Did I just say? Oh god! All right, you know what? Oh boy, that could have gone. That last bit we started again. Uh, no, no, leave it in. Leave it in. We're, we're, I, that was totally off the cuff. Uh, we're just having fun here, folks. Um, Chuck wrote in, and I no, I, you know what? I'm, I'm not going any farther with that. Chuck wrote in, and in his email subject. He put in desperate. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, will we, will we ever get through this section? Uh, desperately in need of a backup strategy. And this, this is okay, actually fine. a very serious let, 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 subject. It is. Let me, put you, let me put you in mind. Okay, ready? We are about to launch Stingray. Okay. Okay. Yeah. N- now I'm serious. <laughs> right. Uh, the message was. Uh, that he needs some good advice for backup strategy. He has four Macs in his house. He's come to the right place, then, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Way to go, Chuck. No, actually, (laughs) we're going to give you some really, really good advice here. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. Uh, So he has four Macs in his home, and when his daughters come over with their two Macs and two iPads, I would like to be able to maybe do an extra backup for them, or at least give them advice on backups. One of my daughters had a major disc crash a year ago, and even our expert Mac repair shop could not pull anything off the disc. I've been going through that with another one, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. Uh, Since then, she's been doing time machine backups, but I think that alone is probably not enough. From my own computers, I do occasional backups using SuperDuper, not using time machine currently, and I know that is not enough either. If you could recommend a good workable strategy for a household of Macs and also tell me how to deal with occasional backups for my visiting daughters who may not have up-to-date backups themselves, I would really appreciate it. I have a couple of extra external 2-terabyte disks and a 1-terabyte time capsule available to utilize. The computers I have are all running Mountain Lion, and include a 2010 MacBook, 2011 MacBook Air, a 2011 uh, 13-inch MacBook Pro, and a 2011 12-core Mac Pro. <sighs> I have no Thunderbolt <laughs> connections at the present. For disk space usage, I use about 600 megabytes on my Mac Pro, and the three laptops have less than 200 megabytes used disk space each. Ideally... I would set up the one terabyte time capsule, maybe also using a two terabyte disc plugged into it and do wireless backups for each computer. 
I really don't know how to get a handle on backups. Can you help? And well, we're going to try. Um, as far as the time capsule goes, I have found that connecting an external disc to it, you can get it to work, but it, it takes a lot of effort. You have to, uh, on each computer that you're going to connect to, they have to be connected to your network. They have to know the name of that disc. And of course, because it should be password protected, they have to know, you know, not only the name of the disc, but the password of the disc. And I find it to be more trouble than it's, it's really worth. So I, you know, other than the, the one terabyte time capsule, which you should be using for uh, time machine for. Can, your, I, can I, I just stop you there, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go just, ahead. Just before anybody jumps in, you made a statement there, which you have to be very careful in making. You said okay. you find it more trouble than it's worth. Of course, you don't know how worth it is until you lose that data. That, well, that's very true. That's very true. But he, he does have a, a lot of other disks that he could use. Um, oh, yes. yes. I guess, you know, I guess this is really kind of a, a two-part problem because he has the computers that are in his house, and then he has visiting computers from his daughter's. So why don't we start with the computers that he has there in the house? And, and from my perspective, uh, other than the MacBook Pro, I'm sorry, other than the Mac Pro, uh, I would be using Time Machine for all three of your MacBooks. They all connected up through that one terabyte time capsule. And that's relatively easy to set up. Um, as far as, you know, because these are all relatively um, you know, smaller hard drives than what you would have in, in a desktop yeah, computer. That was, that's, I was actually going to start off with that and say that if you are going to use Time Machine or if you're going to use Carbon Copy Cloner or Super Duper, um, looking at the, the disk space that he's actually using, you're going to have to make sure that you, make, you, you just get those items um, itemized and um, checked in your backup because if you just run it any any of those options time time machine super duper or carbon copy cloner if you just run a backup or a clone it's going to do everything and considering how many machines he's got and this kind of jumps over into his daughter's coming over as well you're probably not going to have time just to let those run in the background backing up everything from the machine so what you've got to do is make sure that you choose carefully um, the user's folders that you want backing up. Else you're going to have an awful lot of sitting there waiting for backups to finish otherwise, I think. Yeah. Um, well, that's very true. But but anytime – the nice thing about – and I don't know about SuperDuper because I haven't used that in a while. Uh, with Carbon Copy Cloner, with the new version that works with Mountain Lion, once you've made – yeah, yeah. Once you've made your initial backup, uh, the next time you tell it to clone, it just does. It just does incremental backup, so it takes much, much less time. And yeah, but the, the the only the only problem there, guy, and, and I do agree with you, um, I, because um, Super Duper and Carbon Copy Cloner both do that. As does Time Machine. It's you know, it's only going to back up what it needs to back up if you make sure that you've got that smart option turned on mm -hmm. the only problem there is if you've got everything you know once you've done your big first run if they're not around for a couple of weeks and they have a few system updates then it's it's going to have to go through and do the whole thing again and well, then, that's true you know you can't you can't then you know suddenly you know if they come over oh, i'm coming over for a couple of hours dad you know great you know we'll do another backup for you and you've had an update you can't then not choose it to do everything. You know, you'd have to either start afresh um, or just let it wait until it's done everything again. And, um, you know, that's the, I'm trying I, in my own mind, I'm thinking if, you know, if I was I mean, we've got a similar situation. We've got two MacBook. Um, we've got a MacBook Air. We've got the white MacBook. I've got the Mac Mini downstairs and I've got the main Mac Mini up here. And I, I basically do a carbon copy cloner. Um, backup which uh, is a hard drive which sits here of all of them so occasionally i do that once a week time time machine is working all the time and then i've got some more spare drives which i then use super duper on because i'm, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket i've got 
you know, different eggs in different baskets doing the backups. And the super duper ones, they're on mobile hard drives, which I, you know, I kind of take off site. So, you know, and even some people would say that's not enough. Some people will do even more. But for, for him to make sure that all these machines in-house uh, are being backed up, then the very least he should be doing is Time Machine, I think, and at least a carbon copy uh, clone. And I agree with you. Once you've gone through that first pain of the first backup on the clone, the smart update, um, he should be able to run it uh, quite ideally. But he doesn't want to change the process too much for when his daughters come home because you kind of want to keep the same routine for everybody. Yeah, um, but re- remember that the the four computers that he's talking about are the ones that are at his house, not the ones with his daughters. Though that's completely simple. Yeah, I know. But all I'm all I'm saying is that when the daughters come home, he really you'd like to try and keep the same sort of process going, the same sort of methodology. Sure, sure. But that's that's two that's two more Macs that they bring into the house. But for for the Macs for the three laptops, I'm not talking about the Mac Pro. For the three laptops. Uh, I, this is just what I would do. Uh, I would get a two terabyte drive and I would split it three ways and name each partition to be specific to one of those three laptops. Do a carbon copy cloner or super duper, whichever one you prefer personally, uh, of each laptop on a different partition. And then uh, maybe uh, over the week, over each weekend, just connect it up to each one of them. And now again, after you get that initial one done, it's not going to be as painful the next time around. Do your backups. Now for your daughters, when they come over, I would have a separate hard drive and pretty much do the same thing there. I wouldn't worry too much about doing a, a time machine backup because really what's the point? You know, if they're not there, I, it's not getting yep, updated yep. anyway. So yeah, either carbon copy cloner or super duper backup of your daughter's you know, of their computers. Now, as far as the iPads go, I'm not really sure what to, to, to say about that. Cause I don't think you want to hook them up into your iTunes library unless, uh, they're willing to create that same account on whatever computer it is that you have iTunes hooked up so that they could do a backup to the computer at your house, which I think is the only way you can really do it. Well, could he could he not do um, could he not do an iCloud backup uh, on the iPad Mini? Sure, but that wouldn't re- that wouldn't involve them coming over to his house to have to do it. They could no. do, you know that would True. do that anywhere as long as they had you know if they Correct. if they're Correct. if they're Wi-Fi only devices, then when they come into your house, they could say, okay, I want all the stuff on my iPad to be backed up to my iCloud account, which is all done in the background as long as they're you know authorized to use your wireless network that you know there's nothing that you really have to do for your ipads um as far as their computers go yeah yeah go ahead i was just going to make a comment really i was backing up slightly um i i do agree with you talking about the partitioning so that you know he's got the three different identities for the backup for each of those machines but just remember be very very aware you have three different backups on one drive Yes. If that drive fails, you then lose your three backups. So you may, and this is going to sound really convoluted, but you may want to think <laughs> about either getting a separate drive for each machine, or if you're quite happy using that two ter- terabyte drive partitioned, occasionally you might just want to back that one up as well. Um, well, you know, the other thing he could do, because uh, he's got this Mac Pro, so he's got four yep. drive bays in there. So let's talk about the Mac Pro for a, a, a quick minute. Uh, I don't know okay. how many drives that you currently have in that Mac Pro. Uh, I have one of my drives in the in my Mac Pro set up to be a uh, carbon copy cloner backup, and then I have. I can't. A can I just say drive. I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine he's got too many hard drives in there because he only uses. He says he only uses about six hundred megabyte, megabytes on the Mac Pro. Yeah, I've I've got two. Two terabyte drives and two 500 gig drives. Uh, one of the 500s is is for Windows, but that's we're not even going there. Uh, the, uh, the the second two terabyte drive I use as a uh, carbon copy cloner backup in my Mac Pro. Plus, I have a separate external drive that I do the same thing with carbon copy cloner backup. And then Time Machine. I actually, it's weird. 
I don't do Time Machine internally on my Mac Pro. I've got another external drive that I have connected for my Time Machine for the Mac Pro. Um, okay, I think I can understand your logic there, but yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. You have to remember this is coming from me, so yeah, <laughs> it could be a little bit different. So for your Mac Pro, that's what I would do. I would get uh, if you only have a one terabyte drive. Uh, in your Mac Pro for your 600 megabytes of data, I would get a two terabyte drive and stick that in there for a uh, a hard copy, not Time Machine, but a hard copy of your data on the Mac Pro. Now, you see, we can, we can go in a lot of different directions with this because what a lot of people don't do is back up their um, uh, uh, iTunes content thinking that you know all apple knows everything i've bought and all i have to do if if that fails is tell apple and they'll just give me re-downloads of everything well maybe they will and maybe they won't (laughs) It, it 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 partially depends on what kind of arrangement they have with each content provider because the licensing terms for say uh sony won't be the same as it is for Universal. So it's it's not a given that Apple will be... It's not Apple saying, you can't have another copy. It's Apple saying, we can't give you another copy. So yep. it's smart if you have... And this, this is why iCloud works out pretty well, because iCloud will back all of that stuff up to Apple servers. Plus, you can then use it on other devices. But you know, that that's a whole other thing. We're talking about backups here. So that alone kind of makes iCloud worth it so that you don't lose your your content that you've purchased from Apple. Now, there's also content that you may have put onto your computer yourself from, say, DVDs that you've uh, ripped legally or, you know, otherwise. Um, what I do for iTunes is I've got a two-bay uh, external drive, uh, US, I think, it, yeah, Firewire, uh, yeah. Two bay Firewire external drive with two two terabyte drives in it, and it's set up for RAID zero, which means they're basically mirroring one another. So if one of those drives goes bad, all I have to do is get my known, you know, whichever one it is, the mirror of the other one, and copy that over to another one, and then I'm back to an, a RAID zero with all my all my content, whether it came from Apple or whether I did it myself, all protected. Unless, of course, my house burns down and both drives go up in a flaming heap of something. <laughs> then I'm screwed. But Yeah, absolutely. And that leads us on to the other solution, the solution which I think um, certainly would be useful for his daughters who are away, as long as while they're away they've got access to a reasonable uh, Wi-Fi connection. Right. And that would be to use an online backup service. Now, there's... There's a there's loads to pick from uh, out there, but I mean the four that uh, quickly come to to mind for us is the likes of Carbonite, Dolly Drive, Mosey, Backblaze. Um, I'm sure the listeners um, will also write into us saying that they have other users or other um, companies services. that they use as yeah. well, and other services which they use. Which uh, we'd love you to, so we can actually obviously mention those next week and. Uh, Chuck can be listening, I'm sure, because uh, this is not going to be an overnight solution for him. Uh, and uh, uh, you should certainly set up possibly with those, you know, if they've got a relatively small amount of usage, then definitely um, use some online backup as well. At home and for the uh, for your daughters when they're, you know, yeah. uh, out on the road. The road I, warriors. Yeah, I know both Carbonite and Backblaze, it's relatively inexpensive it's a yearly yearly fee that you have to pay, but it essentially will back up everything, and I mean everything, that you have on one computer for one price. So if that computer you know, suddenly dies or whatever, then when you get your new computer, it, it'll probably take you a week or longer. You can re-download all that stuff that you had on your online storage so- solution back on your I'd computer... Much, I'd much prefer to have it somewhere than have it nowhere. Yeah, yeah. 
So essentially, we're telling you, you know, we're giving you three different things to do to back up your stuff. Back it up through Time Machine. Back it up through Carbon Copy Cloner or Super Duper on both or either or both internal and external drives. And use a service like Dolly Drive, Carbonite, Mosey, or Backblaze to have an off-site copy of everything that you have on your computer. Now, to get back up and running after, say, some disaster hits, of course, uh, having it on an external drive is your fastest solution to get back up and running again. Uh, probably, But probably the safest one of all of them are going to be the online services because, you know, you're not dependent upon having a, a, a physical thing in your hand to have all of your stuff backed up. You can You can connect up a new computer to it and within however long it takes for it to, to bring everything back down again, you're back up and running just like you were before, you know, the disaster struck. Cool. Yep. And so pe on, on people these, out there. Yeah, go ahead. Go on. Sorry. You, you carry on. No, you carry on. <laughs> well, I've been talking so much. Oh, my throat hurts. Uh, we actually received two kind of on topic messages from Twitter on this kind of same subject. One was from Clive Hammett, and he wrote that if I use Music Match, Dropbox for Docs, and Picasa for Photos and Time Machine, why would I need to back up anywhere else? Well, Cliff, I would say, or Clive, the problem there is you have all of your stuff spread out, or at least your content, it sounds like, spread out amongst three different services, which means that when you have to access them. You have to go to three different places to get it. Whereas if you were using a different type of online services, like, you know, some of the ones that we mentioned before, everything is already there, including the exact way that you have your computer set up at the time that something bad happened. And you wanted to get that yeah, next that's, one? That, that's, that's definitely, um, uh, it's going to, it's convenience really there. It, yeah. it, I, 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 hear, I hear the sentiment from him. But it's certainly convenient if something does go wrong where you've got to go searching for all your stuff. Yeah. Um, we also had a, a message from Steve uh, McShane um, who said, now that Apple has put their movies in the cloud, is it safe to delete his hard copies? How long do they have deals with the studios? Now, I'm a bit confused by this because um, <sighs> I, I saw the question. I did respond uh, on my own account, actually saying it all depends what basically what um, deal they have with the studios. But I've got a feeling that the studios, you know, are not going to be, I wouldn't be that confident because of pretty much what you said before about the fact that Apple have got a deal with the studios. And once you've downloaded it, um, you know, you, it, if you lose it, then are they actually going to come back and, and allow you to re-download it? And what he right. said there was his hard copies. Now, I assume by that he means the hard copy that he's got on his hard drive and not a physical media like Yeah, that's DVD. what I assumed as well. Um, because if it's a DVD and he's ripped it himself, then he, I don't believe, and he's quite right there, that you can, because Steve did come back to me on that one, that you can actually back that up to... Um, uh, to iCloud because they do music match, but they don't do movie right. match. No, yet, you, you, at least. they'll do, they'll do audio, but no, at, at this point yeah. you cannot back up video to Apple's service. Now I don't I know mean, how so, that as, would as, work on some of the other services we talked about online, but for Apple's solutions, if you have ripped video content of some type, I don't believe that they no, will back no, they that up. So, so uh, as far as I'm concerned, if you've purchased it on uh, from Apple, then uh, you, you know we're basically yeah, going back maybe. to uh, the, the comment that you made, the, the comment that you made earlier. So we have to, you know, I, I don't want to say you want to test it, but perhaps you want to test no. it. No, <laughs> not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. And the other thing is, uh, you're in an airport and you want to watch uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Well, mm -hmm. you don't actually have it in iTunes because you've gotten rid of that you're just relying on iCloud so you're at the airport with crappy Wi-Fi and you're trying to download a 3 gigabyte movie before your plane leaves good luck with that so you know I I would say if you have the storage space to do it just hang on to those those 
those hard digital copies that you have just for convenience sake. Yeah. Crikey, that was a long section. Yeah, I know. This is going to be a long I'm so sorry, folks. Though, of course, um, uh, uh, Gary Apter out there with his, you know, 10,000 mile drive every day. Will yeah, be he's, he's loving this long. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Welcome okay, to the two everyone. and a half hour long MyMac.com podcast. No. <laughs> no. But, everybody, it, it, there is a little bit more, so stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. I'm Elisa Pasali. I'm Suze Gilbert. I'm Vicki Stokes. And we're the three geeky ladies. You could be watching Hoarders. Or you could be reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You could be ghost hunting. Or you could be listening to the three geeky ladies. So put down that book, shut off the TV, and turn on your iPod. And listen to the three geeky ladies. Find us on iTunes under the Stoplight Network. Going commando on morality. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome everyone to the last segment of the MyMac.com podcast. And because we're running so long, we're just going to jump right into it. Hit it. Gases and tips. Mostly. Gases and tips. Mostly. Gases and tips. It's time for Gases tip. Gases tip. Gases tip. I love it. Quick tip for anyone using the new iTunes. If you're not quite ready to give up on that sidebar just yet, try using the keyboard shortcut Command-Option-S to toggle the sidebar on and off. And while we're on that page, you can also use Command-Slash. Is that forward slash? Yeah. Or backslash? Forward slash. <laughs> um, to to- forward slash to toggle on and off the status bar at the bottom of iTunes, which gives you a little bit more real estate when you're not using the info that it gives you. Have you tried this one, Guy? Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, uh, when I read this tip, because I was just using it, you know, the plain Jane brand new iTunes 11, and I was kind of going, you know, I, I kind of like the way it looks, and I certainly like the speed of it because it's so it's so much faster now. I have yet to get um, the the beach balls since this this new version came out. Uh, I didn't like that you had the the little button on the upper right hand side that you had to keep hitting to switch between your devices and your the content that you had and the iTunes store. And I so missed the sidebar. And then I read this and it was like, oh, it's not gone. It's not gone. And I I hit that command option S. And my my all my sidebar goodness came back, and it's so, I like it Excellent. so much better. I like it so much better. Now there you go. I can see. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm just so useful. You are, you are. And and on that note, hit it. That's the end of gases and tips. That's the end of gases and tips. That's the end of gases and tips. Okay, is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gases tips. See, I let I let you finish. Very good man. That was good. Now, I see. I see you have a pick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We both have picks. We have we picks o plenty. Uh, My pick this week. Plenty. Have you ever played uh, Gears of War? Actually, I have not. Have you ever seen it played though? I have. Okay. You know, you got the guy. He he's running along, and then he gets behind something, and then he pops out, and he shoots, and he gets behind something. Well, there's a game yep. from Glue Games, GLU, called Frontline Commando, and it's kind of like Gears of War, but not quite, with your man jumping be- be- you know, between uh, cover that, that the other guys are shooting at and destroying as the, t- as the game goes on, and you have to pop out and kill the baddies before they kill you. Uh, lots of fun and cheap at half the price, which is free. And naturally, there are in-store purchases, which I hope will not be an ongoing trend in the Mac App Store. But but it's a good time without it too. And I can't believe your tip. Yeah, 
your tip, your your pick. <laughs> yeah, mine is an iOS app pick, and it basically says the zombies are revolting. And darn in right zombie they are. tsunami, take your place. <laughs> In a crowd of rampaging undead as you race through the city attacking the unfortunate survivors, adding them to your unstoppable throng of hungry, hook-footed horrors. It's a zombie tsunami out there, and everyone is invited. (laughs) Um, Now, there are lots, I say lots, there are a few in-app purchases on this, but I've enjoyed picking this game up and playing it without making any of those purchases. But you do have to keep your eye on the ball and thank heavens Apple have that secondary pop-up asking you to confirm your purchase request because there have been one or two items which it says, oh, do you want to use the blue diamond or something? And I've gone, sure. okay. And then it says, would you like to buy this from the iTunes store at 69 No, thank you. <laughs> so just, just keep... Just keep your eye open for that. But actually, I've enjoyed this side-scrolling game for the iPhone and the iPad. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes, yep. and it's, uh, it is free. Um, but, uh, yes, both Guy and I are having to put up with these in-app purchases, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, I've actually uh, I, I picked this game up today, uh, Zombie Tsunami. Right. And uh, it took me a little while because there's, there's no instructions on exactly how it works. So your nope. only real control is you, you press down in the screen and your zombie slash Z's jump, jump up in the air. Z's. Z's. Yep. And if you hold your finger down, the longer you hold your finger down, the higher they'll jump. The higher, the longer. And, or the longer well, the, they'll Not so jump. much the higher, but the longer, the, yeah, the longer they'll jump. Yeah, it yeah. took me a while to figure that out because I kept hitting like the side of, of cliffs and they would all just go falling to their undeaths. And it's like, what am I doing wrong they're, here? They're, yeah, they're undeath deaths. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying this game as well. So yeah, I would I would highly recommend yeah. Zombie Tsunami as well. It's quite a good little game. Yep. No people's pick this week. <sighs> <sighs> and Facebook is weird this week. It, it's it's okay. Go for it. Okay. Uh, earlier in the week, before if we had recorded on Sunday. We would have gone from 133 likes down to 132, and at this point, I, I have this this prayer. I would like to say, "Dear Lord, <laughs> go on. We beseech you to save Guy from totally freaking out. In His name, Amen." But fortunately, we got a new like from Kyle Bonestell, <laughs> who got us back up to 133, and I don't have to jump off yeah. a, a jump off a building. In despair, after all, and of course, if I did, this is what I would sound like on the way down. Yeah, that—that's kind of what I'd sound like. You stupid boy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would hear just before I hit the ground. You stupid boy. <laughs> ah, and even better, Gaz, we got a a, a new iTunes review this week. I, I see, and I it's see. not from I, the U.S. It says- it's not. Yee! It's not. It's from Europe either. Woo! <laughs> it's from down under, isn't it, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was that it, German? It, it's, okay. a, it's a download. Oh. It's, it's an iTunes review <laughs> from Germany. Okay, I'll go for it. I'll, tr- I'll yeah, try an Australian me. accent. Stop but, me before I But I'm afraid say if else. I upset anybody. <laughs> Get tough. over it. Um, <laughs> a laugh a minute, four stars, by Big Pants from... <laughs> Big ants. Oh, that's, it's big ants. Big pants. No, that's me. <laughs> from uh, by by big ants from Australia on November the twenty seventh, two thousand and twelve. Guy and Gaz slog their way through the current events of all things Apple. <laughs> if you're looking for cold, hard hitting, up to the minute tech news, then this is not for you. If you want a funny, lighthearted mashup of weird and crazy world of Apple and tech in general, then this is probably the podcast for you. You have nothing to lose by downloading an episode and give it a listen. <laughs> yeah, nothing but your sanity. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you so much, Big Ants. If you will, please send me uh, an email to all the contact stuff that we'll talk about in just a minute. I will create for you a custom handcrafted Woody uh, made by uh, slave slave gerbils that I, I keep in a cage for just such an occasion. And uh, we will get a Woody to you handcrafted by slave yeah. 
gerbils. Yeah. Snake gerbils. Yeah. Rather silly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes my analogies don't work out that well, <laughs> but that's okay. Ah. Okay, so Guy. Yeah. If if he if he if he was going to send you that email, how would he do it? Well, he could send me an email to guy at mymac.com or send me a message on the Twitters at Twitter. Now it's more like Scandinavian or Swedish or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where, I don't you're know where that's that. going. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. And what about you, Gaz? Dead easy. Gaz at mymac.com. That's G A Z. Or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash Gazmas, G A Z M A Z. You can also contact Guy and myself at twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz, G U Y A N D G A Z. Z, Z, Z. Or send us, send an email to feedbacks. That's feedback Z. No, there's no Z there. All right, send, send an email to feedback at mymac.com or there is a very special, super duper, fantastic Skype number it is you wonderful. can call, which is... Area code 703-436-9501. And it is wonderful and spectacular, and it's rare. It's rare because nobody ever... Calls it. <laughs> Please call our Skype number. Damn it. I, I'm losing my mind. Um, well, I guess, you know, that's going to do it for this this week's very, very long and a little bit bizarre episode of the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, I would like to say for both from both Gaz and myself, thank you all so very, very much for downloading this show and, and, and putting this into your digital life each week. And uh, you got anything to say there, Rim? I think this is the best show I've ever done, and I'm good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> and fini, finito. That's it. Go home. Goodbye. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Please don't be mad at our mirth. My cat. Hello, cat. <laughs> Please don't be mad at our mirth. Sometimes words mean more than they're worth. We just like to say, go and have a nice day. There's just not enough laughter on earth. <laughs>